Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Robin Williams is a man that is loved by many. Known for his comedic genius and his passionate acting, he's someone that fully embodied every character he played. Robin seemed to take new life lessons from every movie he worked on. In many interviews, he speaks of the experiences he had working on the 1989 film Dead Poets Society with director Peter Weir. He states that Peter is more than just a director, he's also a teacher. There's been no movie that I've walked away from, even the ones that didn't do well where you don't go, I learned a lot. You know, you, what, you, what about Dead Poets Society with, oh my uh, with, God. with Peter Weir? One of the greatest experiences. It was incredible. It was the true learning experience because Peter's more than a director, he's a teacher. I don't know anybody who's worked with him that comes away going, well, that was nice. You come away a different person. He, he, he infuses you. Like when, when we were doing that movie, he gave us poetry, he gave us music. He played music during takes. They would just get you into this incredible spirit and very inspiring. I remember when the, the boys stood on their desk, I was going, this is very powerful. And I looked over and I saw a teamster crying and I went, Okay, this is really working. But it was, in a, you know, this inspirational movie where it's the first time I did a film where people were touched beyond the movie, where they want to change their lives. And I hope for the better. To be many people said so they became teachers. I went, oh, good luck, especially picking that profession in America where you know that's going to be really, you have to be dedicated to be that. I'm with Peter Weir, who was an amazing director. Did you tone yourself down a bit for that? He was yeah, not he as off the wall as you. Yeah, often. but he said basically that, you know, there's no need. Man lives, just let his ideas speak for that and just and commit to the ideas. He was the one that said, just because you say action, you don't necessarily have to act, you know, which is great. It's a very freeing thing to say, just be in it. And that's great. It was wonderful. In The Fisher King, Robin plays a man who becomes catatonic after witnessing his wife's death. It's a difficult film to break down due to the many complex layers it possesses. Even Robin has a hard time explaining the meaning of the film, although his words will do much more justice than mine. It's about a lot of things, but it's a little difficult to grasp in like two seconds. I don't think you can tell him about one thing. I think that's what it doesn't come and say, it's about trust. <laughs> It's about compassion, it's about pain, it's, and then you start getting in this list of... If in anything, the core of it is about... It is about compassion. And it's a, in that sense, it uses a, a, that Christian myth of the Fisher King, which is about the nature of compassion and what is it. And it is not out looking all over the place when it's, you know, it is right there in front of you. And dealing with the simplest pains. To see someone, it's like the last line of the thing, I, I didn't see a king, I only saw a man who was thirsty that it's that simple and it kind of has to be a fool who does it and it seems it's not, and it almost sounds buddhist in the way it is 
You know, it's like something that's so simple but yet so lost in most people. It isn't people say is this movie about homelessness? No, it's about damaged people. You know, who he has in essence a home. He lives in a basement of a building, but it's about dealing with people more than just on the level of, you know, if I give enough money they'll go away. That it's doesn't deal with um yeah, about four people trying to get their lives together and and through connection with other people. And in the end that's all you have, you know. There's this incredible loneliness that you can experience to the point where he creates a whole other person to deal with. To come out of, to find, you know, to find redemption, to find himself again from a hu horribly traumatic event that happens every other day in America. It's just about impossible to talk about Robin Williams without mentioning his comedies. There's many teachings to pull from his serious roles, but even his comedies offer a substantial amount of wisdom. Here Robin relates the 1992 film Toys to concerns he has for the younger generation. Kids have too many toys in this country. In the West, indeed, uh, kids have too many toys. It may be true. It also, I think they have toys that don't allow them to use their imagination. So many toys have forgotten how to play. Yeah, because when you have that many things, you're just kind of inundated. You can see that sometimes when they go, where do I begin? You know, and they also have toys that do everything for them so they don't have to create it. I mean, they have interactive toys. They have the ones that good morning. How are you? I'm always frightened that those interactive ones, you're going to wake up one day and I have a little knife going, I don't like daddy. These are the things you have to, you have to remember that. Even in, even video games, you know. I play them with my son, but it seems like everything is done for you. You don't have to imagine it. There's also a dangerous thing because it, you tend to just be focused on the game and you won't relate to each other. You just be like this. In the cartoon Fern Gully, he raises awareness for the Australian rainforest. He also relates to American forests in this interview. I, mean, I did that cartoon Fern Gully, which was trying to just make a point, just to try and you know teach a little awareness on that level. I've this done, was an Australian setting. Yeah, it was on the Australian rainforest, which you're losing at a rapid rate, and so are we. Everyone, they're, they're cutting them down. In America, I mean, everyone talks about the Amazonian rainforest, but America has lost more of their old growth, incredible woods, than any place, and they're all gone. And it's usually just to sell to Japanese for you know for paneling. Do people want to hear Robin Williams tell them that? Don't we want a comedian to divert us from problems yeah, we can do nothing if you, about? you could, and it'd be quite nice, and then eventually we'll all be doing comedy, and I'll be going... <laughs> Don't you just hate it when you, your oxygen filter backs up? I mean, there's, you can divert or you can make people aware of it, and you, that's what comedy can do without, you know, stuffing it down your throat, you know? Many people consider Robin Williams one of the greatest comics and actors of all time, but where is it he gets the inspiration from? I think that sometimes when I perform, that it's just you open yourself up and things pass through you, like a good vowel movement. You, you let it go and you find ideas that way. I don't know where they come from and I don't bother asking. For a man that sheds so much light, it's hard to see where the dark side of Robin Williams comes from. A Robin Williams quote that sticks out to me is, all it takes is a beautiful fake smile to hide an injured soul and they will never notice how broken you really are. It makes me wonder how much time he spent hiding behind his own fake smile. Yeah, it, at times like that, you, you understand that, um, that Marceau piece where, that he does that's so frightening, where the man is caught in the comic mask. Yeah, I used to do a thing about that too, about called Celebrity, about this man shining on a guy, so the big smile goes home and I take something like... <laughs> <laughs> and as a monster, but... Yeah, it's like a whole bizarre thing, because sometimes you, maintaining that yeah. is a very scary thing. And, and not being able to get out of it. Um... Yeah, it's true. You said about sometimes being on, that people... Mm -hmm. People want you to be a certain way, and sometimes you can't help but be depressed, or you know, just the nature of being 
How, how do you work through that? Um, all performances, performers do experience kind of depression. And uh, I once saw a show of Steve Martin's that I thought was quite good. And he said, I wasn't really feeling funny that night, but I worked my way through it. We have autopilot. I mean, there's a, <laughs> something in your way. There'll be certain things that you know you can do that will work. But for me, I love to take the chances and improvise. That's when I'm really, that's the greatest tie in the world when you're trying new yeah. stuff yeah. or getting suggestions and playing and doing new things. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. That's the unknown, the special land. Robin was quite open about his problems with substance abuse over the years. But how did his addictions begin? And where does someone find the courage to step away from these habits? But do you remember getting into it? You getting into it? No. Was I remember it a gradual that, thing? Or? It was very gradual. It's just, <laughs> and you're off, you know, oh, yes. you're off and running. Of course, there are people who would say, why did you ever need cocaine? You're, you're, yeah, it's a bit redundant. You're, you're, as, you're as fast without it as, as, totally. the, as the heaviest cocaine addict would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it's that weird thing. But I think I did it because it would, it would actually allow me not to talk. It was like, you know, reverse medication. You know, why they give Ritalin to hyperactive children is that idea of kind of, oh, okay, I don't have to talk to people. It kind of shuts you down. Mm. Which is, uh, you know. How hard was it to break the grip the second time around? Um, not hard once you go to rehab. I mean, rehab really? is, yeah, that's the beginning of kind of, you know, um, the idea is you got to surrender. you got to just say, I can't do it. Because, you know, <laughs> I, w I went to rehab with a lot of doctors and psychiatrists. I mean, and the, the more intelligent you think you are, the harder it is to let go. You think, I've got a solution. I'll just drink a little bit. And, and then you have to go, nope, you lose. You can't do it. You need help. And at that point, that's the beginning. The best-known Robin Williams quote, I think, is that cocaine is God's way of showing you that you're earning too much money. Yeah, because I knew people that just literally, you know, snorted their income. You know, the, the Columbian College Fund. <laughs> the truth is, a lot of times, you don't have to pay for it if you're famous, because people want to give it to you, because they, they somehow gives them control over you. Because once you're really into it, you'll do anything. You'll talk to people that you normally wouldn't talk to in daylight, but you'll hang out with them till 4 o'clock in the morning. And that's, that's what's ludicrous. Why did you do it so much? Then? I don't know, because people said, do you have a drug problem? I said, no, everybody has it. <laughs> Everyone offers it to you at a certain point. It's just developing that skill, which is what they try and teach children to say, no, there's no need. Why? If you don't enjoy it, why do you keep doing it? Because it's everywhere. And part of me figured out later that it was just this desire. It was a great way to kind of avoid contact with people. As much as it was like partially meeting them, but it was also you pulling back. It's so nice now to have conversations with people. How did you get off it? Just realized this is ridiculous. I was about to have a child and I didn't want to be going, hey, at four o'clock in the morning, want to play with dad? I wanted to be able to not miss that. With, with drinking, you're, you're jumping over the edge. There was a guy who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and he survived. And they said, uh, do you have anything to say? He said, yes, halfway down, I thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> and uh, I had 20 years sober and then all of a sudden I thought, I could drink again. No, no, you can't. On August 11th, 2014, one of the most funny and influential people in the world passed away. Rest in peace, Robin. Your legacy will live forever.